You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Happy Thursday, and thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Y'all know the drill. Put in five bucks. If you're a new customer, you get $150 in free plays if you bet on these NBA series. We're talking about the NBA careers of certain U of A guys. You know, who's surprised who did it? Let me ask you about this one that we didn't get to last time. Khalid Reeves. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a good one. Khalid that, that, that's a good one moving just, in the other direction. Just yes. real, real quick, just to remind, Khalid Reeves... Um, was one of Lute Olson's first mega recruits. You know, comes from across the country, Christ the King. Um, everybody knows how skilled he is. His senior year, he averages almost 25 a game. He's a lottery pick, I think, I believe, Pat uh, by Pat Riley, yes, with the Miami Heat. And it didn't work. What did you think when he was drafted? Did you think it would work? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. And, 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 and there were areas where and there's another example we'll get to a little bit later uh, that was very similar to this there are two players who didn't have the NBA careers that I kind of expected them to have based on biased performances that I saw in non game situations mm-hmm. uh, one of them was Khalid Reeves okay talk. this was at the time where practices were open right okay so it's a different animal and, and a bunch of Wildcat fans who are old enough to remember this who maybe listening to the listening to this podcast prob- probably watched a bunch of Lute Olson's pod, uh, right. practices. Very common thing to do. And Khalid Reeves was always the most talented player on the floor mm-hmm. to a point where it was like, oh, who's that guy? Right. Like, it's, and and it's that guy and those other really good guys. Right. Right. You know, it wasn't like but the there's team was clearly devoid a, of but talent. There's clearly a Reeves was insanely gifted. And this was a, on a team where you had guys like Khalid, or Khalid Reeves, where you had guys like Chris Mills, where you had guys like Damon yes. Stoudemire, guys, all-timers. Yes, and it's not like Reeves was loud, and, and, and that's the difference kind of between the next example that I'm going to make. But Reeves was unquestionably the most skilled player, the most talented, the most athletic player on the floor. He'd get anywhere he wanted, anytime he wanted, and it was almost easy. Mm. you know. So, so when he... And especially given his final year at Arizona, you put all of that together and say, okay, this guy's he's got all the dirt behind him. He's got he's he's figured it out. He's grown up a little bit. He's about ready to make it happen. Right. Um, and and it just never it just never developed for him. The other example, I've got a I actually I asked uh, I asked our our good pal Tony Jamino mm-hmm. and uh, another uh, ex player about this. Um, the, remind me to go back to the comparison, the one difference between Arenas and Reeves. Okay, but go back. All right, I look was forward to that. Uh, the the other one, and he was undersized, but I thought he had a place in the league at the time. And and and, and our good pal Brad Alice, who was with me when we watched this, talks Lauren about Woods. this story a lot. It wasn't Lauren Woods. Um, it was when Sean Livingston was on his recruiting visit to Arizona, 
and in a pickup practice game, he was going head to head with Celine. Did Stoddard. you watch? Were you there? I was there. Yes. So that story is true. That story is true. Brad and I were both there. That story is true, and that was somebody else we knew who was there as well, who I'm not remembering at the time. Wasn't Jordan McClellan on his recruiting visit? Bill, to uh, I don't recall. Yeah. Okay. Go but ahead. I Sorry. but I recall that Livingston was there, and. The whole point of a recruiting visit in a pickup game is that as the team, you're supposed to kind of bond with the recruit, right. and right. and you're supposed to get a get Celine along and make a great enemy. It it appears that somehow that got a little lost in translation for Salim Stoudemire, right? Who was if if you told me he scored sixty in this pickup game, or if he scored eighty in this pickup you game. In it. I'd believe it. Right. He embarrassed. He, Sean Levin. We're talking about a top three pick in the draft. Him. Right. Yes. And it had to have pissed off the coaching staff. And it's kind of like, dude, what are you doing? Right, right. We want that guy to come here. Right. You're not going to be here forever. Uh, and, 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 of course, in Stoudemire's uh, shining season, you looked at the way that he could shoot from three, and you figured, okay, that guy's going to find a place in the league. You know what? It, and and he's probably going to stick for a while too, because you can be a three point, you can be JJ Redick for right. a while. And he was, and he was every bit the shooter that JJ yeah. Redick was. Something, uh, and I'm, this is called a tease, but there was something very emblematic of the uh, Salim Stoudemire NBA tenure that I think uh, pretty much encapsulates everything. One thing though that we don't need to encapsulate though is the DraftKings Sportsbook app code word PHNX. Now you might say, Mike. Why would you want to encapsulate such a great thing? I don't. So, put in five bucks, get $150 in free plays, new customers only, eligibility restrictions apply, Arizona only. If you got a gambling problem, call 1 800 Next Step. Again, you got to bet on these NBA series and you get free money right there. There are two stories that we liked, and Brad will bring up, and, and, and I'll bring up the second story regarding Salim Stoudemire in case you're confusing mm-hmm. the two and I wasn't necessarily right. clear about them. Um, there, at, at one point in time, obviously, uh, Stoudemire was here, and I think he was a junior at the time, mm-hmm. summer of between sophomore and junior year. And Corey Williams was involved in putting together the Arizona Summer mm-hmm. Basketball League. Mm-hmm. At one point in time, there was a game at one of these local gyms uh, that included $200 million worth of NBA talent mm-hmm. on the floor. Okay, there were, I think Arenas was in that game. Jason Terry was in that game. Bibby was in this game. Oh, you're talking uh, about a half Jefferson, billion Jefferson dollars, was yeah. in that. Uh, it was stacked, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, Damon was in this game, and Salim Stoudemire was in this game. Right. And Salim Stoudemire was as good as anybody else in that right. pickup game. And, and those are the two examples away from what you saw in, in the season that Stoudemire strung together at Arizona, kind of snippet examples away from what was happening that indicated the talent that he had. And frankly, when you look back at it, the frustration that ultimately occurred as a result of his inability to be able to string a lengthy NBA career. Well, here's always what I've thought. Salim Stoudemire has one of the more interesting uh, stat lines I've ever seen in NBA history. He had two, he had three back-to-back, or three games, okay? This is what he was with the Atlanta Hawks. He scores 37, okay? The very next game, he scores 40. Guess what he did the next game? Uh, 43. DNP, coach's decision. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that, that's, that's a much better. That is still, you're that right. That is Salim Stoudemire in, right there. In, in, it's yep. just, you know, uh-huh. Salim, it's funny because... The frustration he, of not being able to get out of your own way. He never really got it. In the, in the Listen, Damon made a lot of mistakes, <laughs> you know, 
But I still think at the end of the day, Damon Stoudemire knew that, you know, I got I to gotta stand on the straight and narrow here at some point. Uh, I don't know that Salim Stoudemire ever really... I don't know that that ever really... He just didn't. It never resonated. It It never resonated for whatever reason. And your example of Damon Stoudemire is a great one. Stoudemire's bleeping 5'10". Right. I mean, so if you're 5'10", to stick in the league, you got to have some sort of skill set. For sure. And you've got to be able to maintain that skill set. i got a fun fact for you. He is the first, and I believe he might still be... uh, Actually, I don't know that he is anymore. The first player, uh, 5'10 or under, to amass over $100 million Jeez. in the NBA. That's, that's, that's great. All right. Well done. So I wanted to go. I wanted to circle back to, and that's a very good call in Salim Stoudemire. That's another guy. But um, Jamino, I thought, made... I, I believe this was Tony. It was a good point, so I'll, I'll give credit to Tony. Um, he made an interesting point, though, when I asked him. I said, what was the difference between, you know, Arenas and Reeves? Um because I asked him, and he said, you know, because he was asking, I was asking him who are the two, you know, all, you know, my, my type of questions, my lists. And, uh, <laughs> he, you know, and he said that uh, he's naming his top five talented players that he's ever seen at the U of A, and they were both on there. And the one thing that he said, he said, one thing that was a little bit different is that Gilbert Arenas could get where he wanted on the court by being long and slippery, where... Khalid Reeves could get where he wanted, and it wasn't that he wasn't a great athlete, but a lot of it was on just being physically powerful and mm-hmm. being able to get where he wanted. He said yeah. the long and slippery thing translates a little bit easier because everybody you get to the NBA is going to be as strong as you are. I thought that was an interesting. I think that's accurate. I thought that was an interesting mm-hmm. distinction, yeah. right? There. One of the things that I've always very small thing that I've always that I've admired that I admired about Arenas's game, and you see this with left-handers, but you don't see this with right-handers as well. Uh, left-handers are very good at beating you on the left side. If they get past you on the left side, they're going to score because they have a way of using their body and then extending out and being able to score mm-hmm. relatively easily. Arenas was one of the few people I saw do that with his right hand. Right. And it was an, either an instinctive or an, uh, or an innate understanding of the game that I thought kind of separated him a little bit, and he did it very well. Right. And so those are the guys that I, those are the guys that I look at, and I kind of— well, Do you see guys in the Miller era? There, there have to be. You know what it is. The guy, the only guy in the Miller era that I really look at, and I'm like, that's a, that, DeAndre Ayton is, he's he's really good. But everybody in the Miller era to me is kind of bleh. Because, I mean, you know, you know, Gordon's what a ten year pro probably he's now. He's going to be a ten year like pro, that. but they don't. I I never look at. Uh, give you an example. You look at Richard Jefferson. You look at Andre Iguodala. I never look at Aaron Gordon as a pro nearly in that type of realm. I look at him more as kind of a Chris Mills type pro. I mean, he's a little bit better than Chris Mills, but you know what I'm saying. And there's absolutely nothing. It's weird. You feel and and and, and I guess it's a notching issue, right? Because really, it looks to me like. Gordon's professional career is a lot more like Judd Bushler's right. than it is Richard Jefferson's. Right. And but he has Jefferson talent. Right. Or should have he Jefferson should, talent. You should be able to do more than what uh, I, I think. Markinen is kind of the same way. Markinen is one of the few players that, or not one of the few players, a lot of players. I would have loved to have seen what Tommy Lloyd would have done with Markinen mm-hmm. because Markinen was very much the guy that Sean Miller is not going to understand what to do with. He'd stay in the corner right there. When you realize this guy's six eleven, he's got a little bit of ball hand. He can do some work in the post. Um, you know, I watch Aiton right now, and Aiton is clearly going to be Miller's best pro by a mile. Um, you know, he, and he should be. And he should be. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, right. that that was he would be a lot of coaches' best pro. Yes, I mean, yeah. you know, and there, this is a guy that should average twenty and ten for the majority of his career. I wish he was a. I wish he was more aggressive when I watch him. My mom, by the way, and mom, I'm sure you'll be listening. So, 
I don't care. But my mom <laughs> cannot stand DeAndre Ayton. Hi, mom. Yeah, and she would and she would go on and on and on about, oh well, if he only had heart, this or that. Um, and she'd say, look, he didn't do anything all game. And he'd still have like 25 and 11. And I kind of get her point to a certain extent because, you know, if he had a killer mentality, then you're dealing with a guy who's, you know, not 20 and 10, but a, a dominating 20 and 10. Right, because you'd be dominating defensively and you'd be controlling the floor in a couple right. in, in more noteworthy capacities. For Whereas sure. Aiton was excellent and right. impossible to deal with. But it almost seemed laissez-faire. Yeah, I mean, it was just kind of you're getting this because of how talented mm. you are. And that, that to me, was a little bit of the difference. But uh, real quick before we sign off, Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. Were you, uh, were you? Absolutely a great example. All right. I mean, Kerr's a fantastic example. And a guy who could have been out of the league two or three times. Right. Uh, and still managed to... Steve Kerr is, if uh, I don't know if you like to do this because no, I've, no. I've, I hear you're not I'm, a real comparison. Guy. No, I'm not. Uh, but but if you'll uh, indulge me briefly right. here, Steve Kerr is prob is probably the model that should have been utilized by Salim Stoudemire. Right. You know, they both had the same basic skill. Mm. You can shoot from the outside. When that shot becomes open and somebody else can get you an open look, you make the shot. Right, right. You don't cause waves on your team. You become a good teammate. You do what you're asked to do. You stand your ground when you need to to get the respect of the team. You don't act like a dumbass that hurts ultimately your chances and your ability to stay on a team. So really, if you're looking for it, you know, it's easy. For me, and I started this, you know, we started this podcast making the Khalid Reeves and Salim Stoudemire comparison, but there's, if you look back at the Stoudemire frustration, he could have been Steve Kerr. He could have been Steve Kerr, and let's be honest, too. He had a lot more ability than Steve Kerr ever thought of. As far as Damon Stoudemire, Salim Stoudemire could make plays off the dribble. Salim Stoudemire could dunk in traffic. Salim Stoudemire yeah. could play defense. Salim, the only problem was... Uh, Salim Stoudemire wasn't it wasn't 6'5", but there was no reason that Salim Stoudemire should have been able to play in the league. Now, listen, you're listening to me and you're saying, Mike, these games are going on. I always hear you talking about something I should be doing during these uh, NBA playoff games. Yes, correct. The DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. Five bucks down. Get $150 in free plays if you're a new customer only. But here's the deal. you got to bet on the NBA games. That's simple, that easy. Take it to the bank. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.